How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! What's going on, kid? Oh, nothing. How are you? I'm great. Good. How are those push-ups coming along? Uh, not bad. Snow coming? You ready to join I got 20 in? left. Oh, you've you done 80 already? I did 80. Damn it! I, I thought I was doing excellent. Yesterday I came in, I'd only done 20. That, that wasn't a good way to break it up, because I still had 15 <laughs> left by 11.30. So today I did twice as many. I had 40 before work, and you... 39. Right, Snow cone. Mm-hmm. You know, because of you and your mouth... I did an extra one last night just just for good measure. <laughs> I start to believe, even though I know Allegedly. for a fact I sat there and did five. You did four. You, yeah, you said four. So I did an extra one for good measure. But last night was difficult. I waited too long to finish, and I was yeah, doing. You got to get them out of the way, or else it becomes then it becomes even more mentally. It was a mental problem. Right, yes, it's like, because well, it was I don't too many. Do all these too many, and I was doing them in the neighborhood while walking the dog. So we would stop, and it's dark out. It's like 9.30 at night, and I would stop in the sidewalk and do five push-ups. And so I'm sure if anyone had ring cameras or if they were just looking out, they were like, what is this guy doing? Although I'm sure they also probably thought New Year's resolution. Yeah, sure. And I'm thinking, yeah, but it's not my New Year's resolution. It's well, it somebody is. else's. Well, it's your idea. Well, I, just I tried the 100 push-up thing before. Well, I tried 50. I never did 100, I don't think. My goal used to be you know, do 50 push-ups a day. And you can break it up into groups of 10 or whatever. But then you came at it with a, a 100 push-ups, which seems like a lot. And today my neck hurts, which I don't know is related, but I feel like it might be related. It probably is. Uh, I've got icy hot on my neck, but hopefully it'll get easier. Or, or hopefully you guys are just going to do 100 quit. push-ups for the rest of your life. I don't know about that. I honestly don't know if my body can, can take it. It'll get easier and easier and easier. Maybe. I mean, until something snaps. It, don't your shoulders hurt? Yeah, they hurt. It, it feels like something could give. I've always gotten up and did 25 in the morning. I used to do like So I drink 10. water and do 25. That's what I would do before anything. So getting up and doing the 25 has not been hard. But this morning, it was a little bit hard. That 25 was harder than it had ever been. I think my shoulders were like, yo, did we add more? Yeah. You've been doing 25 for 15 years. What are you doing? Like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, no. 
the second Why do these these 25 aren't supposed to hurt? These are the ones that I'm used to, but yeah. We'll, we'll get through it. Second half is difficult. And then by the time you get to the last 25 or 15, for me it was 15 last night, I really thought, like, I don't know if I can do 15 more push-ups. And it does become mental. And I it's thought, weird how you, you can fool yourself, earlier. too. Your brain knows where you're at with yeah. the counting, and it goes, right. nope, that's it, you're done. Yep. I was like, seriously? <laughs> I can do 99, but not 100? Right. It, it, it's all mental, you know, it or is. almost totally mental. So I've least. been trying to do, like, uh, I'll say, like, uh, all right, I'm just going to do 10. Yeah, and then when I get to ten, I'm like, all right, just squeeze out as many more as you can. Okay. See, and I'm and doing five, my brain. trying to do ten. I'll right, say, I'll just I, do but five. I won't say ten. Yeah, I, I'd say I'm going to do ten, but then when I get done to ten, I'm like, well, you're going to have to do more now. You're already down here. Try and get them out of the way. Just straight into it. I'll get like seventeen done or something, and I'll be like, all right, then I'll then oh, I can I can do eight more real quick, and then I'll get there. Yep. Mine's five, and if I can get ten, which I, the first day I really couldn't. I I was getting like eight, so I was like, you better just stick with five. But yesterday, I was able to get 10 a couple times when, I, when, I, when I wanted to do five. Yeah, and so this morning, I just did I did 10 at a time, and I was able to do it. Now, my shoulders do hurt. Like I said, there's something up with my neck, but I feel like maybe it's getting easier already. Yeah, right. It's only been five days, four days. And we only got a couple more days, and we get to rest on Sunday, like yeah. Jesus told us to. Did we start the day before on New Year's Eve, or did we start on New Year's Day? New Year's Day. Oh, okay. So, that's yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I feel like maybe it's getting easier, but has anyone officially quit yet? I know the the, the group chat There's thread. a few people that I see that have not said. They started with like 10 in, 15 in, and then, they and then talking. nine, right. So right. I'm guessing they're done. Nah, I Which guess... if I don't get anything from them today, then I'll just remove them. Well, just ask them, too. Like, hey, are you I done? I don't ask them in front of everybody. Well, maybe they don't want to. Maybe they, well, just text them one-on-one then, but maybe they don't want to give the updates constantly. I was self-conscious of that too, especially at 1130 at night. I'm like, yeah, a lot of people are probably in bed, whatever. doesn't matter. Uh, you'd already filmed me yesterday. So I was like, I guess we need video evidence that they're at least being done. Yeah. Some, like somewhat. we know that we can see you. So doing maybe it they sometime. just don't, maybe they just don't send the text. Although maybe they quit too. Right. I don't know. How many people total are on that thing? Like 12, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, so far I haven't quit yet. I thought about it yesterday. I thought about sending that Hold text. Oh, my boys saying, are in that. I'm out. Yeah. That's depressing sometimes when I see them. I'm like, hey, did you guys do your push-ups? And my oldest is like, yeah, hold on. Right. And he just jumps down. Does them at once. Blows out 75. Yeah. I'm like. Right. I know. I, I When I saw they were on there, I was like, I don't really know that we're on a level playing field here <laughs> and that we need to be encouraging one another. I'm pretty sure Euro can do 100 push-ups. Certainly he could do 50 at a time and get it done in right. an hour. Whereas I'm trying over the course of. And then my youngest, hours. he's 12 in there, and he's doing them, which I was happy for. But, they, you know, it was a little bit harder for him, but he was doing like 25 at a time pretty easy. 25. I can't do it, man. I mean, there was a time, I think, when the most I could do it once, maybe in PE class, I could do 20 real push-ups at a time, but after that, I'm just done. It's hard for me. It's weird because there's other things that I can do. There were a lot of kids in gym class who couldn't do the pull-ups. Uh, you know, the chin. What uh, was man, it called? Pull-ups? Tough, yeah. yeah. Uh, guys that just couldn't do it. And I was like, wow, I can do this. This is great. But a lot of those same guys seem to be better at push-ups than me. Like, it just seemed like they just... Oh, when you watch athletes do push-ups or even just... When I watch really anyone do push-ups, I'm like, man, it looks so easy. Well, Hero saw so your video difficult. of push-ups. He was like, God damn. Not that they were wrong or anything. He was like, man, he is a tall, lanky dude. Like, his so arms... So something to that? Yeah, I he was like, like he's got to push his arms all the way up. Yeah, my elbows like, are bent way out. he was out. like, we're probably pushing more weight than him. 
But he's got to push that a lot further than us. We got short okay. little arms. They're like, ning, ning, ning. he's like, good. You can bust these out. He's like, he's probably like, he's like a giraffe in there. Oh, like a man. baby giraffe. Good to know. I, the fitness expert go. says there is something to yeah. it because I feel like there is. I'm like, I know that I can. Yeah, do Yeah, he's a like, his arms are all long, and he's got to stick them outside of his body. Yes, yeah, yes, it's difficult. And I'm That's trying. What he said. I can still hear Coach Oswald in my head. You know, he put his fist on the ground, and your chest had to hit his. Yeah. His fist, or it didn't count as a push-up, so I'm thinking about that, trying to get as close to the ground as I can. I just feel it's embarrassing. That's why I don't let Brooke watch it all. Now, I never really let Brooke watch me do push-ups. She may have caught me a couple times. But I'm like you, and I would wake up in the morning, and she's already working. Right, I just yeah. do it in the bedroom. Yeah. And and it was always kind of a walk away, go into the kitchen, yeah. knock 10 more out. I mean, I'm doing 100. I'm not saying this. the 100s. They're not. I don't know if your coach would be impressed with all of them. Well, but you know, it's a work in progress. We're getting there. He, I think he'd be happy. I'm going that up we're and doing. down. Yeah, I think he'd be happy that we're trying. Well, that's the other thing too. There's always people that say that's not a real push up. Yeah. I'm like, what do you want from me? My hands are exactly <laughs> where they're supposed to be. My chest is almost touching the ground. Yeah, no, it's not a great push up. And it's always from people who aren't exercise right. people at all. It's one right. of those friends. Everyone's got that friend. Well, that's not a good, that's not a real push up. It's like just don't watch. I will say that you said you might be. It might be easier for you if you brought your hands in right. and pointed them like. In a triangle. There's yeah. There's he different. said because you won't have to do it. Although he's like you're pulling your whole body. So whatever. I but, don't know anything. But about I was it. told like, well, that that's him. not a good push up by Coach Oswald. That he if I had my hands too he close said, together, he said it's better for you. Okay, well then that's what I'll start doing because yeah. uh, I'm. Pr- I mean, I'm, I'm positive that in seventh he's grade, he thought that you might hurt yourself. Couldn't. I feel like I might. He hurt said you might. He really was like, man, his arms are so far out. He's got so long to go. He said to tell you, you might tear a rotator cuff. I'm telling you, bring his arms in. I can see myself in a sling. I'm having these images, and I'm not able. I don't know, man. Kid works out all the time. Okay. And he said you should bring your arms in a little bit. Yes. Okay. Good. He said you should. I just didn't want to hear that crap again from people saying it's not a real (laughs) push-up, but it's not good. How many snow cone can you do right now? If there's money on the line, someone says you know million dollars if you can get to ten. Ten's the the, that's it. You're done at ten. Real push-ups. Could you do 10 sets of 10 throughout the day? Uh, yeah. Huh. yeah. But you just decided not to? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, fair no, enough. I'm fine. Lazo, can you get me logged into this athletic thing? I want I to see this NFL account. survey. We never talked about it. That poll that they do every year where they anonymously poll NFL players and they ask them questions about, you know, like, well, what coach would you like to play for the most? Who has the best stadium? You know, what, what's the most fun stadium to play oh, in? Yeah, and Who's it's the from best the player NFL, in the NFL Players Union usually. Yeah, that that one. Yes, that's the one. But it's it, I can only find it on the athletics website. Usually, I can find like a copy and pasted version that Microsoft has put into a quote unquote MSN article. But I can't I can't get it. And I know some of our listeners uh, are more tech savvy and they have websites that they can use to unlock these paywalled articles. I've tried the ones that I know and it's not working. So you need to log in because I'd like I'm to log in, that. but I don't see I, the story. I saw some highlights. I'll show you the story. I'll show it to you if you can get me logged in yeah. because there were some highlights on there. I, I saw There's it on my Instagram, of course. Okay, boom. It just, yeah. Uh, can we talk about this coming up here in a second? Because I yeah. saw Kansas City show up on this thing a couple of times. Of course. The Church of Laszlo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I, I saw it. good because I I saw some highlights of this on an Instagram reel. I think Snowcone might have sent it to me, and I didn't even know that they did these player polls. I guess they do them every year. I don't recall us ever talking about it in the past, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find uh, it from the Athletic, and I could only find it on the Athletic, so I so couldn't see all the not, details. This is not. I don't subscriber. think from the players' union. There's a players' union where they talk about 
and it goes to player union and the and the owners, and that's one where they talk about like how's the food, what's it like to the cafeteria live thing. there, okay, okay, okay. Uh, you know, what's it I like to work out that. there, how's the training facilities, and so you know, people are then owners are supposed to see it and be like, hey, we need to make some changes. People want and to it also lets through the NFL players union, it also lets other players know if they're free agents like yeah i don't want to go there man you mm-hmm. have to pay for your own water and stuff right. some okay. you know okay. so but this one is just from the athletic and it says we asked each player we spoke to the same set of questions although not every player answered them all so the highlights that i saw were they were granted anonymity in order to candidly offer their opinions on the league players coaches commissioner and some of the biggest topics facing the league today, so some of that stuff in there. including running back salaries, grass versus turf debate, and more. Okay, because the highlights I saw, they asked, you know, like who's the best player in the NFL? Uh, what coach would you like to play for the most in the NFL? What's the best stadium to play at? They said the worst fans. They said Buffalo. One player responded, "They'd be mooning folks." I thought, and it's like, why y'all showing your ass? F out of here with that. But I think Buffalo actually came in second. I think Philadelphia, from what I saw, came in first for worst fans, and then right. Buffalo. We'll, we'll was see second. this one. I'll read them to you if you want. Okay. Something I see. Uh, best player in the game today. I already think I know the answer to this. If I was looking at the same poll, forty-six percent say Patrick Mahomes. Okay. That's that's a big number. Yeah, they like him. Yeah. And then uh, 13% had just other players, random. Okay. And then 8.9% Aaron Donald, Tyreek Hill, Miles Garrett, Lamar Jackson. Okay. Well, Lamar getting in there. Um, nearly half of the respondents selected Mahomes, many without giving him as much thought. Here's some of the quotes. He's Patrick Mahomes. Don't you just have to say him? There's nobody like him. Okay. There you go. So, yes, this is the um, same one. Then there should be questions about, like, what coach do you want to play for? Biggest what? trash talker? Okay, I didn't see this one. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Okay. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, Brandon Graham. Uh, Marcus Peters, D.K. Metcalf. There's some names on there. Okay. Max Crosby. Nobody from the Chiefs on there. Okay. Uh, well, I know I there's at least one more question where I saw uh, the Chiefs. Which current coach, aside from your own, so this is aside from your own, Yeah, would you want to play for? Mike Tomlin, 26%. Which didn't surprise me that much, but a little bit, because I kind of thought that Mike McDaniel... He got 14%. Would, he's would, second. But he was second place. Yeah, then, and I and wonder how that I goes thought this Dan year. Campbell would be higher. Well, Dan Campbell was up there, though, right? He was. He was so it's, it's Tomlin, McDaniel, Reed, Campbell. So Yeah, Andy Reed's third, then Campbell's fourth. Right. And I think uh, one of the... Last place coaches who was the guy in New Orleans, right? Which is well, this Campbell is only giving me like the top of them. Okay, so but it goes yeah. it goes all the way down to Belichick at two point one percent. I just wonder when they do that poll again this fall, this winter, this coming winter, if Mike Tomlin will still be number one, or if Mike McDaniel. Just with everything, I mean, with the the hard knock season, and you know, and obviously they're having a good season. Who knows how they'll finish this year? But most underrated player, T. Higgins. Okay. Uh, you know, then there's just regular players' names. So maybe the highlights that I saw were the only things that are, are really even. All Best that stadium to play in. That's Arrowhead. One that I saw. Right, and what was the percentage on that? Seventeen. Okay, yeah, I saw that they included some quotes on the thing that I saw about Arrowhead. You know, saying Let's that it's see. electric and blah blah blah. That place is electric. One player said that's one of the coolest places to play. In my opinion, the loudest in the NFL. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> right. right. I mean, the place you- was effing loud. One player said. Uh, so there you go. That's good. I've never been to an NFL game at another stadium, so I only know. Worst stadium to play in? I wonder if this is the same. MetLife. Okay. And that's because what? Turf or? Uh, 
Uh, the commander's home field has not been popular. Uh, almost everything about it is below the standards of what an NFL stadium should be. The grass, place is just a dump. And uh, Giants and Jets both play there. The turf sucks. The whole place is lame. Okay. Fans are horrible. Everything about that place is horrible, and it sucks. Wow. I, didn't <laughs> I love that. that. People are like, man, what the dump. turf sucks. The stadium sucks. The yeah. fans suck. Yeah, that's not where you want to find yourself on one of these <laughs> If you're poles. the Giants, you're like, what? I mean, it is cool that the Arrowhead got number one. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I know it's 17% or whatever, but that's still that made it the most common uh, answer. That the guys gave. It's, it's Most annoying know. fan base? I know the answer is Philly, right? Yeah, then the Cowboys. Pretty close. Yeah, Philly and the Cowboys. And then I think they said Buffalo was third, right? You had that quote from someone yeah, talking Buffalo. about how, why are y'all showing your all's asses? Get the F out of here with that. That was Buffalo. Just loud, rude, and obnoxious. One player said of Eagles fans. Yeah, but don't they, they take just pride swear in that? they're the biggest football gurus on earth. Uh, said one player about the Cowboys fans. They usually think they should win the Super Bowl every year. That's okay. true. That's true. They've, I feel I like wonder, they've you know, it's funny because the Patriots always won that. Yeah. But now they're no good. Oh, yeah, their fans ain't bad. They, well, that's what I thought. Know, like, how long good. until Chiefs fans show up on there? I was kind of surprised that they didn't even make, you know, the top three or four there. I really thought that after, you know, a few years with Mahomes and Mahomes getting talked about so much and Chiefs fans kind of expecting Super Bowls, that maybe they would crack into that top three or four. But they didn't yet. Knock on wood, hopefully they don't. I know that no matter what, if your team becomes some sort of a dynasty, people are going to think your fans right. are insufferable. But it's good that they're not there yet. But the problem with Philly is I think Philly takes pride in being the worst fans. And it's not just for football. It's just a Philly thing. I don't know that Buffalo fans or Cowboys fans take pride in being bad fans. I don't think they want to be on the list of bad fans. Philly fans almost want it, I feel. Right. They, they want to be. Oh, Who's yeah, most they Santa Claus. Exactly. So I, I don't you think know? that hurts their feelings at all. But I hope <clears> this it hurts is an the interesting one. Feelings. Just for more football stuff, uh, the open to a change in the franchise tag rule for running backs only so these guys can make more money because their careers don't last as long. Yeah. Even if that impacted the salaries of other positions, 53.6%. Of the players said yes. Okay. So they get it, too. I've been saying that forever. Like, there's no reason that a running back, he's only good for four years, and then you got him on this rookie contract, and you throw him out. Yeah. Right? And you don't pay him anymore because you're just going to go get another guy from college. Like, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I just stay in college and get that NIL money. Like, I'll stay here for how long can yeah, I stay here? Now. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Red shirt me every other year. I'll stay here for eight years. Yeah. And just pay me. Uh, one player said, what? No, what makes them better than me? Uh, there you go. If but I was ever still a GM, 50 some percent. Yeah. I mean, it's still a lot. And it says, yeah, because they're definitely underpaid. So there you go. So they, they're just saying they should be able to franchise tag running backs. So they should have to do it. Yeah. So if the I, NFL had a team, uh, overseas, would you want to play for it? Oh, I didn't see this one. That's interesting. 35% said, yeah. That's higher than I thought. Probably single guys without families, whatever. Like, yeah, man, send me to London. How cool would that be? Right. I, yeah, I don't know what I would have guessed that to be. I might have guessed it as high as 50%, I guess, but I certainly wouldn't have thought the majority would say yes. But it's one of those things we've talked about it in the past. It does seem like something the NFL wants. It's just, will it ever happen? I'm just, I'm surprised that if they're going to do it, and I know I've already said this, but I'm surprised they wouldn't start with Toronto you know, uh, Montreal or Mexico City. Start somewhere in North America. <laughs> I like so. Uh, hell yeah, because overseas they're going to pay that money. 
said one player who may have forgotten the salary cap would still exist. <laughs> right. And he says, I go play for a team in Saudi Arabia. I know that's far as F, but whatever. Think about Saudi Arabia and the soccer players. So he, he thought the question was not for the NFL. Like, yeah. if they start a new league, yeah. Yeah. I'll go play in, in that. In Qatar or whatever, because yeah. they pay well. They're giving out billions of dollars. So, hell yeah, I'll play in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, That's what no. I'm saying. Now, another player, he said, probably, uh, that'd be cool. Only in England, though. This is going to make you mad. He said, I'm not going to effing Germany. Okay. So, what? I don't know. He must have played there one time and didn't like it. Yeah. And then, so it That's looks like those idea. are younger guys. And then the older guys said, hell no, I'd retire. And the other one says, no, I like dropping my kids off at their really nice school and ordering pizza from the place down the street. If I was 23, I'd do it, but it's just not for me. Well, yeah, now. that makes sense. And right. I think the younger guys are like, yeah, dude, send me to Mexico City. Let's go. Right. But also, if you're in the NFL, you've worked your whole life to get here. You're going to go. And I like what that guy said. He's like, I like dropping my kids off. He said it for a reason, at their really nice school. Yeah. Yeah. Like I and I order pizza from down the street. Yeah, like I've got money. My kids are set. Like I get I'm not it. moving. I get that. I totally. I also get, get the younger guys. Like yes, send me to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, let's go make that money. Which is exactly about... how that that seem, that answer seems to me like an answer about every. Like, would you work for Ford if they gave you more money but wanted to send you to London? Yes. Yeah. When I was in my twenties, now I'd be like, I can't. Exactly. Can't do it. Yeah, right? No, I'm with you. It's predictable. But I never thought about I that. I remember when I was issue. like 13, my dad got offered a job in London and came home and talked about it with the family. Like was, he was considering that? Yeah. Like, you know, it was like London, Reno okay. was another place, and then somewhere else, I forget. And he was going to, you were going to go with Maybe. him. Maybe. Yeah. Went. I mean, yeah. Okay. But, wasn't you know, like, we talked hey, about I'm it as about a family. Going to work in London. Okay. My mom and my sister didn't want to go. I was like, I was like, let's go to Reno. Yeah. I remember that. Like, <laughs> Reno sounds Reno. good. It's so I don't funny. want to move to London. It's not like you were from some small town, but you're like, Reno sounds good as a kid. Yeah. Again, I'm like, all I know is like, it's a small Vegas. Yeah, I've never it's a been little here. Vegas. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm in. The Church of Alaska. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas. Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Yo, hotshot. Yo. All right, I got this text today from a, a very attractive lady. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. It says, <clears throat> uh, hi, hello, happy new year, king. I'm catching up on yesterday's pod and wanted to see if I could help share some inside knowledge. Not that you need, nor asked for me to woman-splain on the subject matter. But me, along with many mid-to-late 20-somethings, uh, were Taylor Swift fans and then fell off uh, when we got older because it became obvious to us that she was writing more pop music than anything else, right? However, during the pandemic, she released folklore and even more, I guess, other records that... Uh, directly resonate with being a woman in their 20s. Maybe to men too. I don't know. I can't speak for the male experience. So her top 40 chart tunes are what bring in the younger audience because they're dancey and radio friendly, and she's found a way to re-engage her older audience to meet them where they're at in their current life cycle. And that's what the appeal is and why she's so big amongst a wide demographic because she found a way to gain a new audience while finding a way to bring back the old one who seemingly outgrew her. Genuine, quote-unquote, sifties will argue on this matter because they never dropped off from being a fan, but they're insufferable, so their opinion is irrelevant to me. Uh-oh. Here we the, did not say that. Here are the albums that supported me and the other 20-somethings during the pandemic, while also encouraging us to stay in our depressed state of mind. And then she sends me a link to some songs, because we asked what was the right? Yeah. What should we listen to? Yeah. Evermore, uh, oh, it says uh, one of these songs has featured your favorite sad dad band, uh, The National. I think, did someone tell us I think someone told us that, She worked with the guitar player on those albums. Anyhow, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Please reach out for any further questions or block me if you hated this presentation. And I responded. Said thank you? I said I think you're hot. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I think you're hot. Perfect. And then Someone she responded, no, you're hot. And that was it. 
Well, it was a very thoughtful uh, ins- uh, answer or a critique. I did, but then, you know, I know she doesn't live in this city. And then, I, you know, I was like, oh. And then I was like, yeah. And I went to her Instagram, and I was like, you know, I should write something tough. And I was like, well, you know, the only thing I can think of is you're, you're real hot. People like to hear that. You're I don't care hot. what anyone says. People like to hear that. It's, it's, it's our number one I've insecurity. I've read this long diatribe on Taylor Swift, and I've come to the conclusion that you're real hot. Yeah. And Taylor Swift is hot, so that probably helps too. It's, well, I'm a little, go. I'm a little confused about the we. There's a lot of us we liked her in our 20s and we outgrew her because well, she like was anything. a pop. So I get that, but then she's saying, then she starts putting out these other albums. Did they do these new albums sound different than the I think albums so. from like a few years ago? They're produced by the guy in the National, and right. I think that there is a big difference. I think. What was I from playing I yesterday, Snowcone? Was I playing only old stuff? Those were old. I thought one of the songs like I the played was Folklore and Evermore were kind of. Folkish, and that's where she worked with the guys from the National, and I right. think Bonavere might have been on some. And- yeah. But one of those songs I played yesterday was one that's not very old, right? It's one of the more recent hits from the last couple of years. Uh, that was off Midnight's, yeah. That was the most recent album. You know the names of the albums and everything. Mm-hmm. Is this all because of your song? Why? Or just because you're curious? I just, I'm just curious. Yeah, so would you listen to them on your own? No. But you know but the you names, know the of, names the of the albums. Yeah, so, I mean, my ex-girlfriend was... Big into her, and so I know like that was when like folklore Nevermore came out. Um, Midnight. I mean, what's just, the one she redid? Such, it's kind of unavoidable to be honest. What's the one she redid? Taylor's she's version. She's redone all of them except for her debut and except for Reputation. Those are two albums she hasn't. Dude, done yet. you know a lot about her, so you can name her albums probably in order, huh? No. Well, you no. just named a bunch of I mean, albums. I, That's got to be most of I them. I could name a lot of them. I don't. I couldn't do it in order. No way. All right. So, what albums do you know? There's Speak Now. Well, there's the debut, which is self-titled. There's okay. Speak Now. Speak Now, you think, is an older one as well. I think so. There's Red, 1989, Reputation, I Midnight's, do remember 1989. Reputation, Lover, Midnight's. Folklore, Evermore. That has to be all of her albums. Maybe. That's a lot of albums. She's been popular for, what, 12, I feel 15 like years, some. something like that, maybe? Said Lover. Yeah, I'm not sure. So you're telling me that you can you know the names of those albums, but that, no, I don't actually listen to them. I don't. 1989 so, was 2014. Yeah, and that, that was like really her, was when she blew up, right? That was, that like was her the big one. Well, I mean, she was already really big in the country world. but I Right, but I'm like, saying 1989, I felt like it was when it made a bunch she, of new fans. That was huge, yeah. Right? And she was like totally done being stuff. country at that yeah, point. Yeah. Was that the first non-country album? I don't know. I think Red might have been non-country. But 1989 was sure. 1989 was like the big, big, That was big when I knew one. she's a huge, yeah. huge pop star yeah. because I, you heard about it constantly. I saw merchandise everywhere. I saw. I just saw the album come up on lists constantly, so it's, end of the year list. I'll give them to you in order if you're interested. Taylor okay. Swift, Taylor Swift. Right. Then Fearless. Did you say that one? No, I did not. That's one I missed. Then Speak Now. You said that. Then Red. Mm-hmm. Then 1989. Then Reputation. Then Lover. Then Folklore. Then Evermore. Then Midnight's. Oh, so I just missed you, uh, Fearless. You missed that one album. Yeah. So you know all of those albums. You forgot one, mm-hmm. which you probably knew. And maybe if I asked you again tomorrow, you might have you mm, might have been able to. I don't talk. know if I knew okay, that. So one. maybe not. You didn't. You missed one out yeah. of all of her albums. But you don't sit and I'll listen to I'd be honest if I listen to her. No, I, I really don't. I just, I, I, I'm fascinated by how famous she is. And I, I am too, but to go back and look and say, here's the albums that she's put out, and then to, you know, store that in my memory. I know you're just kind of a music geek. Yeah. So, so that's folk, really it. Folklore is the one she. Let me make sure this is that right. That was during COVID. With, the and she did that with Aaron Dessner. Yes, and that's the guy the that. National. And that's one that she did that has like six songs written by her ex or whatever, right? Or that she gets co writing credit. Mm, what I was think, the one that she did? I think in, that was. Midnight. Oh, okay. I thought it was one that she did during COVID, and that's why he was it on there. It could be. It could be. 
Well, that, that was no, the guy she was with for like six right, years, right? No, it's. I think it's Evermore Folklore. I think that's right. What's that guy's name? Uh, Joe something. Joe something. But for what? she was with him like for six, six years. Boyfriend okay. or producer? Alwyn yeah. or something, right? Al, Alwyn? Joe Alwyn. Yeah. Alwyn. Yeah. And then on the, uh, his, he went under a pseudonym when he wrote the songs. Oh, he, but did he write them or he just got writing credit because he was there? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just assumed it was one of those things where, like she's working on it. He's in the house with her. But then he's like, hey, I came up with that. And under like, William Bowery was a pseudonym. Okay. But she went ahead and gave him writing credit anyway. Mm-hmm. Which, if you just got writing credit on six Taylor Swift songs or however many, mm-hmm. I don't know how many, is that enough to set you up for life? It probably yeah, I mean, is, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know how much music gets sold, but when you're talking about the biggest well, it depends music on what star percentage in the world, they gave you. I mean, right. those ones she won't re-record because those are under her label. So, I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be great if she digs, then you get you know two versions of it. But. Right, but he's <laughs> would be great if you get two versions. I knew what you meant. It sounded funny. It'd be great if she did, because then we could get another well, version no, of him. It. It'd be I know. great. Yes, but if, since it was already on her label, yeah. right? Yeah, those are those are after. So I don't know what percentage you get, but you usually get one. a pretty good chunk if you got a writing credit on a song. Well, it depends. It just depends on the deal well, you, that you agree cut. to. Okay. I, did, I guess I always so start getting like, like, writing credit. You usually got a like bands chunk of who are smart do it like because man, people argue about money. Man, you never get to the end of it. But usually, if it's a four piece. If you're in a band, you just say, hey, 25, 25, 25, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of people just be like, no, on this song, it was 36%. And on this song, you only Ugh. did 18. And you were late to practice on this day. So, and it's like, Ugh. you guys, so as soon as you start hearing that, you're like, this is going to be an issue right. later on. You know what I mean? It's like, I hate to bring up sports, but you're like, you're a team. Yeah. Like, figure it out. Like, yeah, maybe he's not as important. Because what happens when you try to explain it to bands is, well, that guy who was the drummer, right, who you only gave 7% to, well, he's got a good idea on the next one. Maybe he doesn't share it, right? Maybe the guitar player wrote a good song, and it is better. But when you guys are going as a team to pick which song goes on the album, he doesn't want that song on the album because he only got 7%. The worst song, he gets 36% on. Like You're setting yourself up for disaster, but yeah. people always think, the smallest bands in the world always think they're stars before they're stars. It's not surprising. And so they're just like, and I'm like, I always wanted to tell them when I was managing bands, like, yo, 36% of nothing's nothing. Shut up. <laughs> right. Why are we arguing like, why about Why are we arguing and, about who gets 7% of nothing? Uh, you're right. We haven't sold anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe if we get huge, we can readdress all this. But how about all four of you go down there and try to write a goddamn hit? Something that sells. <laughs> right. So, so that you that, can have a percentage of argue like, over. Because yeah. what I'm looking at is we got no money coming in. Well, what about the bands? I just assume those bands where the lead singer gets the writing credit. And there's some of those bands where they say that the lead singer not only wrote, but also performed guitar and bass well, on, yeah. the, on the album. Like, you know, you hear that about Billy Corgan, uh, that he did everything yeah. but drums. Dave Grohl did the whole Foo Fighters album. Right. And so on those, or like, I think... He gets the whole thing. I just assume that they're not trying to be nice those, and split well, it up with like, I mean, you know, we're just studying this stuff over years, you know... John Bon Jovi, didn't, he paid everybody a salary. Yeah. So he was like, I get all the writing credit. I get all, everything's mine. But I'll, you get a salary. You're going to make millions. Don't worry about it, depending on how good we do. But you don't get any publishing. That's You don't me. get any kickback. I pay you a salary. You work for me. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a good way you to do it, too. You got believe that, but right. And they said, you know, like guys like Richie Sambor were like, yeah, man, whatever. 
Float me some millions of dollars. When yep. I need money, I'll tell you you got to give it to me. Yep. And okay, we're good. Especially but, you know, you start jewelry. getting into that, you know, I get 22%, you know, so whatever, the way it goes, however she did it in the writing thing, she could say, well, I wrote all the lyrics and Jack did all the music. So we get 45, 45, and this other person gets 10 because yeah, yeah. they came up with. You know, uh, a rhythm or something. A rhythm or something. They were in the studio and they hit the guitar wrong and they used it. Well, all right, to be fair, you were in here and we used something that you thought of. So you get one, two percent. What about when a band writes a song and then they they know like this song sounds pretty similar to another song and rather than get sued, we'll just go ahead and give writing credit to this artist like the Strokes did. The Strokes did Billy Idol album first. They gave they just said written by basically they gave them writing credit. You have to pay that out. So is that like a known percentage? Yeah, there's so uh, and someone who knows more about it than me could stop me. I mean, we could call our buddy. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, but um. The way I understand it the most is there's an agency. It's called the Harry Fox Agency, and you have to go through them. Okay. And if you say, I'm going to cover Feel Lost World's biggest hit. There's a lot of them. Right? I'm going <clears> to <throat> I'm gonna do that. Well, they say, well, that didn't sell anything. It's not yours, but you have to pay them something. So they, you know, there's some sort of diagram. But what about when they say, But a- if you say, I'm going to go cover Stairway to Heaven. They go, okay, well, at this price, this is what it costs to do that. How many copies are you going to make? How many copies will it sell? And then they do, they punch in percentages and figure it out. So <clears throat> you would pay less if you're like, hey, I'm a guy and I have zero followers on the Internet and I'm going to cover Stairway to Heaven and put it out on YouTube. They're like, all right, it would still be expensive. Don't get me wrong. I don't yeah. know what the numbers are. Or if you were the Foo Fighters and you're like, hey, our first single on the next record is going to be Stairway to Heaven. They're like, okay. You yeah. got to pay the money. I just but, 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 assume but you that, got no money for, for covers, those. which covers yeah. like 100% goes. To the that's writers. what I always thought. But I'm too. saying, but when it's like well, I don't know about interpolation or not, but when they, if they give them the writing credit, then that's the publisher. Sometimes okay. they'll say, giving them the credit. Me right. and my like bandmates. This, like the and Strokes this. example, <clears throat> just sounds similar enough, but it's not a cover. Well, what they didn't want to do is get sued. So they're like, we are covering it, we're changing it. So if they put them down as the songwriters. Then they clearly said but they, they put clearly, themselves they too, right? Themselves so they the clearly songwriter. went to the Harry Fox agency and said, "We're okay. using this part of the music, and we want to include them and pay their publishing on right. it." And then their publisher, whoever the publisher is for the psychedelic first, then Works said, "Well, in order to do this, it costs this much. It's cost this much because it's, it's just the melody right. or whatever." So it wouldn't be the exact science of doing a straight cover, but it would go through the same thing, gotcha. and then their publisher would say, "Well, how much are you using of it?" Okay, and right. then. They could say, well, 25%. And maybe the secular first would be like, yeah, no, we're not interested. It'll be yeah. more. It'll be less it or whatever. Be, yeah, right. I got, got you. Because there are those songs, too, like that. Is it Olivia Rodrigo that did the song that I said was sounded exactly like Paramore? I mean, the, the hook and everything. I listened to Brooke listening to this Man, song. And I was like, dude, that song T-Mobile. is the same song. I know. She's huge. Who? She's huge. Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Huge. I had no idea. Yeah, she's massive. I think no I knew idea. That. Like I, I, I knew massive years ago when Julia was on the show oh, and yeah. people loved her. And it was like, oh, this is the new Billy Eilish. Oh, she's a little bit angry. She's got some Alanis Morissette to yeah, it. Yeah, Alanis Morissette. I got it. I listened to it. I was like, yeah, I've heard it's this before. Paramore is what it was. Yeah. Well, it's least, Alanis yeah. Morissette though. Yeah, right? yeah. Yes, it's a it typical is. Alanis yeah. Morissette. Yes. And I knew it was big, but I hadn't heard a lot about her 
in the last 12 months. Oh, I feel like I have. Well, yeah, I she, feel like I, I mean, she was, a lot. she was writing her second album, and this it just came out. So and is it it's massive? I mean, that's about a lot. Big, massive. Been talked about a lot. Big I don't know how how well she'll sell tickets. I wonder how much how many tickets it sold. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that I don't know. Big. But I do hear about her a lot, and it was clear to me that she put something out. I thought she was big, but I didn't think she was. You think like Midland? Like I would have thought she was probably bigger people. than that. Maybe someplace that you know, Starlight or something. Five thousand. Yeah, people Starlight. Right. Yeah. You come in the summer. You play Starlight. Eight thousand yeah. people. Not twenty-two thousand people. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, that's Blink One Eighty Two, Foo Fighters. Like that's you know, yeah. Kanye, Jay Z. Like that. You know, those that's are big the, venues. About as big as it gets. You know, that's the you, you got, got one step more until you're. You two and Taylor Swift, yeah. right? You know that's it. Yeah, that, I mean, and there's it's a small list. Right, I say small. Like, it's a right fairly small list. Yeah, stuff, yeah. You know? it's like when when Tame Impala when they I was did that surprised tour and they said they're going to play the arena. I was like, what? Yeah, you're playing right. arena. It does feel like there's more bands now that play though. arenas. I know. Yeah, but doesn't it feel like there's more bands? It's still a fairly short list, but doesn't it right. feel like there are more acts that come and they say we're just going to try the. The arena. the arena, and I don't know how well all those shows sell, but I'm just surprised at how many bands. I just felt like when I was a kid, there were a few of these big classic rock bands or big touring artists, like maybe Rod Stewart or Billy many, Joel or something. How many stadium bands do you think there Elton are? Elton John. I don't know. What do you mean stadium? Like, like playing, playing Arrowhead? Arrowhead? Playing Arrowhead. I mean, like The Weeknd, Taylor Swift, it's Paul McCartney, the older guys, Paul McCartney, U2, The Stones, The Stones, Billy Joel. Billy no, Joel. he played it. Well, yeah, he did yeah, play, he played play Royals. Yeah, it was yeah. Arrowhead. with Stevie Nicks. Yeah, that, that yeah. helped. <clears throat> it's a small list, but he could do it. Yeah, there's not the weekend. Uh, Beyonce, obviously. Beyonce, yep. Depending on the city, Pearl Jam. They Pearl play. Jam. They do like two nights at Wrigley. They did Chicago. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what they would do at Arrowhead here, but there's some of those bands that you probably like in New York City. They might be able to do it. Feels yeah. like twenty Springsteen. Springsteen. Twenty yeah. ish feels like the number. So, and you can't yeah. include bands that well, if they reunited. We're not doing that. No, 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 you no, said, no, no. oh, if they did a reunion tour. Guns N' no, no, Roses. No. Didn't they play Arrowhead? Yeah, yeah. I think they've done it now more than I mean, once, right? McCartney, Stones, you didn't, didn't Guns N' Roses play it more than once since they got back together? They or, they're, or they're playing it again? Or they I I thought there was because I missed the show and then I wanted to go I think, again. I think twenty is. I don't know if I missed that again. I think it's somewhere probably around twenty. The Church of Laszlo. Yo! Yo! All right, we're going to doom scroll here in just a couple minutes. Can anyone explain to me? Maybe, Snowco, you can put this together. Did you ever see Michael Jackson in concert? No, I was too young. Uh, I did. You did? Yeah. Oh, I never saw him. No, when Dangerous came out, I was like 10. I know my friend's older sister drove us and sat with us. It was the Victory Tour? At the Pontiac? Silverdome, I think. Silverdome? I couldn't think of the name of it. Yeah. Uh, Victory's Tour. I didn't really know... uh, my buddy's dad got tickets somehow, and the older sister wanted to go, and he asked me if I wanted to go with him. I was like, I don't really like Michael Jackson, and neither did he. We were both like, we should go. Like, it's, you know, you'll never get a chance to see him, so let's history. go. So we it's went. Like seen Elvis. Yeah. I don't remember it. I that remember sucks. them coming out in, like, uh, they're, like, dressed in costumes, like, brr, brr, brr. Yeah. I remember them coming out like it, but I don't remember him singing. Like, I, it's just something I, I must not have been all that interested that's crazy. No, Dangerous came out when I was nine. Uh, and then after that, it felt like it was, was all kind of... Uh, I have too. no idea. I don't even know what the hell... What's Victory, Snow Cone? Was that Victory was an album. album? Yeah. No idea. I've never even heard of it. I I, I did, after Dangerous, I felt like it was kind of, you know, all these scandals. And obviously, he was still huge in the news. And the paparazzi were following him around. 
but I don't remember listening to any of his music after that. I do recall when I was in high school, he put something out, and I remember there being a music video for it. I remember my girlfriend at the time kind of liking it, and I was like, yeah, this is okay. It was 1984. 1984, so it should have gone Thriller, and then Bad, and then Dangerous. Well, off the wall first, but then Thriller, then Bad, then Dangerous in the 80s, right? Or Dangerous, I guess, was like 91. I don't know what Victory was. It was all of the brothers. Oh, so it was a Jackson 5 thing. Was, and was Michael Jackson with them? He was performing with them? I thought he was done Let's performing see. The Victory them. Tour was a concert tour of the United States and Canada by the American pop band The Jacksons. This is why you don't remember. From July to December 1984. It was the only tour with all six Jackson brothers, even though Jackie was in The group performed 55 concerts. Um, so Michael was there? Yep. Okay, I, didn't, I knew nothing so there, about it that. It wasn't Jackson 5 because there were six. That's why it's called The Jacksons. What was? Uh, uh, That's what he said. It was all yeah, six. Yeah, was Janet there? Was there somebody he said else? All six brothers. I just didn't know that Who's he ever did brother? anything with them after. It was the highest grossing solo. tour at the time. Showcase Michael Jackson's single decorated glove, okay. black sequin jacket, and moonwalk. But he did that. He had already done that years before. Or they're just saying that you got to see it again. I thought, off, I guess. I thought after off, off the, the walls wall, when was, you saw the glove, was, and and then I thought he was on his own. I thought he was on that. his own after yeah. off the wall. I really do like the old stuff, but. I like the new stuff too. I mean, that's iconic. And then he and then he performs right. Well, like, Tour's first show was in Kansas City. Oh, look huh. at that. Well, I guess uh, what year was it? Eighty four. Eighty four. I was two, so I don't remember much from being two. I have a vague recollection of a unit unitard. Is that what you call it? Leotard. <laughs> Leotard. We're gonna do the news coming up. Snowcone, figure out for me, please. If you have to text him, text him. But figure out what is going on with Aaron Rodgers, Nick Wright, and Jimmy Kimmel. Is the Jimmy Kimmel thing real? Have you seen any of the stuff about Jimmy Kimmel? Do you see what he tweeted last night? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I, saw I don't tweet. think they're joking. I think they dislike each other. I think. Oh, it seems like they J- dislike each Jimmy, other. Jimmy Kimmel has obviously made fun of Aaron Rodgers for anti-vax stuff or whatever on the show. That's right. my guess here. I'm just assuming that part. Then Aaron Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee's show, and they're talking about the Epstein list, which we got to talk about because it could be coming out any minute. Mm-hmm. And. When they're talking about the uh, Epstein list, Aaron Rodgers, for some reason, says maybe Kimmel's on it. I saw that. Kimmel gets angry. It seems like genuinely angry. I don't think this is all fun and games. And says that he might sue Aaron Rodgers. Really? Yes, for implying that he could be on this list and that he's put his family at risk and all these things. It doesn't seem like they're having fun. Yeah, and I know Nick Wright, oh, while we were on break, I saw a headline from the New York Post, and it was a picture of Aaron Rodgers, and it was talking about Nick Wright Oh, I saw the top Aaron Rodgers. post I mean, on it was Reddit. Huge. The top post yeah, on Reddit. Reddit. Yes, I saw that was too. Was Nick Wright's rant about Aaron Rodgers. About Aaron Rodgers saying, we're, we don't dislike rant. you because you're anti-vax. We're it's just sick of you. Yes. Yeah. Actually, can you pull some of yeah, that Nick Wright audio for me? Thank you. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to doom scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo. All right, doom scroll. All right, you know what? I'm going to sit here and play retro ball a little bit. Okay. Just listen to your beautiful voice. Let's, let's talk hot about piece of ass. Aaron Rodgers for a second. We, I meant to bring this up yesterday. I'm kind of glad that we ran out of time yesterday, though, because now there's been some more stuff that's happened. I mean, this Jimmy Kimmel thing is kind of crazy. So Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. he is a friend of Joe Rogan's. He Well, Pat McAfee, for sure. He's on McAfee all the time. Right, yeah, right. But, but, but I'm going back to the Joe Rogan thing because he mentioned in the past he called him a friend. And it sort of started this, oh, we found out that he was uh, uh, an anti-vaxxer or at least didn't want to get the current COVID vaccine. And then he was doing some of these kind of, you know um, – Deprivation tank, except instead sure. of the tank, it was a deprivation cabin in the woods or something, wasn't yeah, it? I don't darkness know. retreat. Yeah, the darkness retreat. Just some of this kind of, you know. Wacky. Uh, you can call it wacky, you can just say alternative things, right? right. Yeah, new that are very be. Rogan esque, if not totally Rogan's ideas. So uh, it sort of changed, I think, for a lot of people, their perception of Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Well, then over Christmas break, I am, I don't know what day it was. But I open up Reddit, and the top post that I see was a clip of Nick Wright, our friend. And he's going off about Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know if you saw the clip, uh, Lazo, but this is I did. This is from Reddit, so it's been spliced together. Saw it. I wrote it. Well, yeah, that makes the sense. The commentary is not about your vaccination step. It's about you being the most disingenuous athlete of my lifetime. You were disingenuous about the vaccine. That was annoying. Not the status, the way you did it. You were disingenuous about your retirement stat. 90% retired. You were disingenuous about coming out of the dark room. I'm going to play for the pack. That was my only goal. You were disingenuous about how well Verizon works in Southern California. You were then disingenuous about whether or not you wanted Randall Cobb Alan Lazard, Tim Boyle on your team, or if Joe Douglas is just quite simply the worst talent evaluator in NFL history. You are disingenuous about why Nat Hackett's the offensive coordinator. You're now disingenuous about your own comeback, which you were disingenuous about the entire time. So this is not about anyone's private medical decisions. It's about the biggest look at me, Louie, saying to his best buddy McAfee, why is everyone looking at me? It's so irritating. And this is all because he's kind of, I don't know, imply. I mean, he said that he thinks a lot of the criticisms that have been thrown his way about, you know, criticisms that could just be about him being on the injured reserve. You know, whatever. Mr. Pfizer. Yeah, Yeah, Mr. Mr. Pfizer, Pfizer, whatever, right? Yeah. So it's not like he's just saying 
I, I just think that's important to put out there because it's not like he's just saying, hey, man. Not my thing. Not my thing. I, I felt pressure to say I got the shot. There's reasons why, and you guys know. I said I didn't lie, but I, I was disingenuous about it, I, I, you know. But there's reasons why I did that. There's a way to handle that. Yeah. But it's not only that he just did that. It's that, you know, then he comes out and takes a shot at Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? He's always talking smack on other people, too, right? You could say, I don't want to get the shot. Yeah. I didn't want to get it. Before and anyone, I felt pressured to tell you that I did. Before anyone criticizes me, you have to disclose your vaccination, vaccination status. Right. right. So right. Nick starts that whole rant with, you know, double-boosted, vaxxed, whatever. Right. Yes, yes. And, and, and it's been more than once where Aaron Rodgers has implied that any of these criticisms about other things, football-related, not related to his vaccine, comes back to him being a right. quote-unquote anti-vaxxer. Okay, so then uh, Aaron Rodgers, so that was over Christmas break that that stuff happened, and you see Nick write Aaron Rodgers in headlines, uh, like in the New York Post. Then Aaron Rodgers is on his friend, definitely his friend, uh, McAfee, Pat McAfee's uh, podcast. And again, and uh, they're talking about the Epstein list which we talked about yesterday and we'll talk about uh, coming up here a little bit more because this list is supposed to come out any minute that has the names of a lot of these John Doe's that were friends of Epstein and may have been flying with him to his island and, you know, doing other things. Anyhow, they're joking around on the show about that list coming out, and you'll hear Aaron Rodgers, what he says. Has something to do with the Epstein list that came out? <laughs> Feels like <laughs> Feels That's like. supposed to be coming out soon. That's supposed to be coming out soon. Look at this guy. He's been There's waiting in his wine people. cellar. Yeah. I've been waiting in my wine <laughs> cellar for this thing. <laughs> A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't happen. This is what I don't get about that clip, and that's the one that I've seen, too. Mm-hmm. And I need, I'm sure people listen to it, because I like Pat McAfee just fine. Um, th- there's something in context there that I'm missing from before that, because he's saying that person's sitting in their wine cellar. Yeah, waiting. Who's he waiting. talking about? I don't know. I don't know if he... because right, I think there's context. I just there saw that on I'm Twitter not like you. Same. That's you see what I'm saying? Like, Snow what are they Pino. saying before that? That leads him to say Jimmy Kimmel. What's well, his- so the Kimmel thing goes back to Kimmel. This is my at least interpretation of this. Kimmel has taken shots at Aaron Rodgers on his show for being an anti-vaxxer. So he's made jokes about Aaron Rodgers on his show. Okay. And I'm guessing that maybe Aaron Rodgers is annoyed by that or just thinks, hey, it's all in good fun and I'm going to have fun back at you because I can't be inside his head. I don't know right. if, if it hurts his feelings, if it, if it frustrates him or not. The way so that has this been a thing Kimmel's that Jimmy name, Kimmel has really been after Supposedly, him? Jimmy Kimmel has made fun of Aaron Rodgers. A lot, That's all like I know. a known thing. I don't know about a lot, okay. but enough that apparently Aaron Rodgers, because the, the article I read, they're, they're implying that this would be why Aaron Rodgers would say this on Pat McAfee's show because he is aware of Jimmy Kimmel's jokes. Whether he thinks it's funny or not, that that's the reason he would mention Kimmel's name. But then, so if I just heard oh, that... Wait, so was, all right, so now, see, I think there's more to there this. There could absolutely be more because to this. Because Mr. M says Kimmel used a clip of Rogers on McAfee's show. So mm-hmm. did he have something on Kimmel's show that was Rogers video with Pat McAfee making fun of him. I think he has like been, I don't know recent. if it was clear. Yeah, right. I don't know, maybe, but he's definitely taken shots at him and uh and Aaron Rodgers like has been on McAfee's show. If it was the night before, then this matters. If right. it was a month yes. ago, then it, you know, now you're like, "All right, what are you doing?" Uh, like I said, all I can say is this article that I read from the Hollywood Reporter or whatever it was definitely indicated that that's why he said Kimmel's name is because he's basically returning fire for Jimmy Kimmel 
making fun of him on a show. They say, I think they said frequently, which wouldn't surprise me at all if Kimmel no. has made fun of him more than once. So, and maybe that's what Pat McAfee is thinking. Maybe that's why he's talking about the wine cellar. I don't right. know if they're already talking, talking about Jimmy that. Kimmel or not. <clears throat> but that's why. But if I just hear this clip, which is all I heard, I heard it on Twitter. I saw he's the, clearly the clip talking on Twitter. about somebody. I think. But then when he says Jimmy Kimmel, they go, oh, which, by the way, McAfee has now apologized for Aaron Rodgers saying that. Uh, because, as we'll get to here, Jimmy Kimmel did not apparently think this was funny. But when I hear the way Rodgers says it, it sounds like Rodgers is joking, joking around in good fun, right? <laughs> Feels like That's supposed to be coming out soon. That's supposed to be coming out soon. Look, this guy's been it's waiting in his wine people. cellar. Yeah. I've been waiting in my wine <laughs> cellar for this thing. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't <laughs> Kimmel there. No, I don't. I think so if he said including in your Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. then they they wouldn't have been like ah. They right. were like ah because he called them out because he's so they were saying somebody else was waiting. I think something. that they were just saying you've been waiting with your anybody in your basement yeah to see who's on this Epstein list. Like oh, you're so excited about it, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he's talking to Aaron Rodgers. Like you just been I waiting down there. Sounded like you were saying somebody else is waiting in their wine cellar. Oh no, I think he's saying to Aaron Rodgers, oh look at you, you're so excited, you've been waiting in your wine cellar for this list to come out. That was my. Interpretation of this, at least, watching that clip. So then Jimmy Kimmel tweets out or X's out, Dear Asshole. Now he's got it, he's, he's quote tweeted a clip from McAfee's show, that clip. And Jimmy Kimmel says, Dear Asshole, for the record, uh, I have not met, actually, let me find the, the other version here. I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we will debate the facts further in court. Okay, so I'm Hashtag trying to get a little context. Somebody said pull the tape, and you'll, McAfee says why Roger said that. Okay. Also, apparently, and I can't see the video, but you saw it. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers is doing the interview from his wine cellar. Oh, oh that's, that's why. You know what? That is a right. wine well, cellar. I thought they were records back there. Well, that, that makes more sense. He's in his wine cellar. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Okay, gotcha. So that's why he says you've been waiting for wine cellar. Cone. I don't know what you were doing over there, but sorry. Sorry. that information would have helped. Bomb pop called him. Sorry. Yeah, well. So anyway, I don't think that that does not sound to me like Kimmel is sending an Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> He's already on it. Okay. Easy. He's gonna have flashbacks. Easy. I don't think Kimmel's joking around there. The media doesn't seem to think he's no, joking I don't think around he is. I think Aaron Rodgers Pat McAfee is. Is, has apologized for what Aaron Rodgers said on his show. That doesn't sound like they're all joking around. That sounds like Aaron Rodgers really upset Kimmel. And that Kimmel, there's got to be more to the story that I'm hoping someone can explain to us about specifically what has gone on in the past between Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers. Yes, right. I know that... Kimmel has told jokes about him, but was there something specific? Do we know that Aaron Rodgers would, uh, was upset at some point? Have they had words before? It feels before? to me like, and I, I you know, and I, I look, you know, saying that somebody's on the Epstein list is clearly like, you know. But if someone's been taking shots at you, though, and also, on like, their I, show, I get it, so I get why you may be sensitive to that, but you're Jimmy Kimmel. Right. Your whole job is to take shots at That's other people. My you thing. do it constantly. Exactly. And you may About say, like, him. oh, that one crossed the line, but you don't get to be the arbiter of that because I'm guessing people that you've made fun of think that that crossed the line. You're not the decider. 
Right. Once you start I, crossing lines, you don't get to decide which line is meant in jest and which line is isn't. That's from me, a guy who makes fun of people and has done it for his entire life. You can make fun of me for whatever. It may some things may hurt my feeling, but I don't get. And I say feeling meaning I only have one. Yeah. It, Anger. I don't get the. I don't get to make that line anymore because I've already crossed it. Right. And, and you, so have you, you Jimmy. Has, That's Jimmy you has a platform. And I'm a Kimmel fan. I like Kimmel a lot. But you've got a platform. So you also can't say, like, well, yeah, I was telling jokes on my Twitter account, which only has 2,000 followers. And then he goes on Pat McAfee and millions of people see it. No, you have a yeah. network broadcasted talk show. So you have the platform. I really don't see I don't an see argument for that type of response. Unless there has been more going on behind the scenes that someone can explain to And maybe to, if he they put it on there and he said, you know, you know, well, it also sounded like and that's why I just need more context. Me too. It also sounded like were there documents released with Jimmy Kimmel's name on it? But they weren't real because that's what he's alluding well, that's to. That's what he says in the tweet, right? Except right. for this, he this says, other except than for... that clearly phony nonsense. So what's the clearly phony nonsense? Right? Is there were there mock you know there must have been. lists that had Kimmel on it, and then people took that yeah to be serious. But still, you know what? I mean, if you want to make that tweet, just be like, "Yo, I'm not on the list. I've never met him. I never would." You know, uh, I, I don't know what else you say besides that because. I mean, you're taking shots all the time at people, right. all the time at people. Right. So then I think today McAfee said on his show, this is Pat McAfee talking. He says, quote, I can understand why Jimmy got incredibly upset. Yeah, I definitely completely understand. That, I'm with you. Especially with this position. But also, I think Aaron is like, hey, this guy has said some stuff about me in his monologue and he's just trying to S talk. I don't think he meant anything else, but he's going to have to clarify that for us. Right. I mean, that sounds like you're now worried about legal repercussions for right. yourself because it happened on your show. Well, I mean, and people are saying there's this difference between making fun of factually correct statement the man isn't vaccinated versus... Well, yeah, I, I guarantee you that if I went back and listened to every time Jimmy Kimmel made fun of somebody or made somebody the butt of a joke, that it's not all factually accurate. Well, of course not. Of course. All, so that argument doesn't ring true also, with me Also, does, does any person of normal intelligence hear what Aaron... I don't really like Aaron Rodgers, but does any person of normal intelligence hear what Aaron Rodgers said on that show and think, oh, he must have reason to believe that no. Kimmel's actually on that list? No. no. It's no different than you saying Snow Cone's going to be on the list well, Snow or Cone I'm going to be on, on the list. list. Yes, but he's a Jane Doe. We've been over this. <laughs> but Anyhow, you guys you know, you know, guys said that I was on the list forever. Right. And does I anyone actually you- think... That we're being serious. Now, you could say, well, no, of course not, because you know you don't associate with those people. You're not rich and famous, and there's no chance that you would have known Epstein. Okay, we call but it the still, Lotsie Express. Yes, but still. And I told you the Epstein that I know was from the Sweat Hogs. That, that Aaron Rodgers comment to me does not sound like he is seriously implying. Now, again, if someone knows what this phony nonsense is, I'd like to know what that is, too. I really wish they'd referenced it in this article because they don't. And then, you know, today's uh, update is just about McAfee going on his show and, and apologizing, I guess, right from the, the – I guess he opened with the apology. But I'd like I don't to know, know man. People are saying it's is. different. I, I don't see it. They're saying, oh, well, you've said this, and now people are going to – Jimmy Kimmel's right. house. With Kimmel picture, says but, he's being threatened, but I mean, you make fun of make fun of Trump all the time, but, you gotta, right? But you're also making fun of Aaron Rodgers. There are pro-vax people who are real upset with Aaron Rodgers now. Who I'm guarantee you, he gets emails and messages on social media that aren't nice because of what yeah, Jimmy Kimmel I mean, has done and made fun of him for. That's like it is what it is. You can't tell me that. 
uh, Jimmy Kimmel made fun of Aaron Rodgers, and no one threw that back at Aaron Rodgers' face. It's just not real. No, I, I look again. I'm a Kimmel fan. I, yeah, with Horshack and Vinny Barbarino. That's the Epstein that I hung out with. Not the same island. It was Long Island. You idiots. I can't believe I'm defending Aaron Rodgers over Kimmel, but maybe there. there's more context that we're lacking. Snowcone could have found that context, but you know he's talking to his son on the phone. Sorry. Yeah. So I, but that's that's the Aaron Rodgers news that I have for now. It started with the Nick Wright stuff. I thought that in and of right. itself was good enough to talk about because Nick was making all these headlines, and Aaron Rodgers has started to kind of fall yeah, out of Nick favor with some people. Him. He demolished him, and Aaron has used this as an excuse for a lot of things. Well, I don't know if excuse is the right word, but he's he's referenced the idea that any criticism he's received about his decision making or what's happening at the Jets. All goes back to him being an anti-vaxer, and maybe some of that is true. A but ton it ain't of all like, true. look, I'm an, and I don't like. I'm a guy. I don't like Aaron Rodgers at all. A ton of it, man. Go on Reddit. Just use that as your social media guide, right? And look at once a TV show gives a liberal slant. The comments of this show sucks. Why does this show suck? Wait. Everything about that. Or if it goes the other way, the other side would be like, this show got too much into politics. What a bunch of assholes. Like, as soon as you make a statement that is in one side of the corner or the other, vax or unvax, right? Doesn't matter. The other side tears you apart. Yeah. Agreed. That's it. Agreed. Right? I mean, I. I so, so I'm saying there is and some I think truth once, to As that. soon as Aaron said, I didn't get vax, I think they're like, oh, you suck. You sucked at football. Sure. Like, it has nothing to do with whether he really sucked at football or didn't, a ton of that is because of where ton, he stands politically. It, it happens all the time. But when it we gets to that. like him talking about the injured reserve list and all Nick's that stuff. was, though, was that it has nothing to do with that. It's about more than that. Right. It's about more than that. We're not just, you know, yes, there are other things that we have credibly. But I think what Aaron Rodgers is saying, that's fine. Criticizing for that, but you guys are saying I sucked at football right. because well, I was different. disingenuous, yes. and I think that's what he's saying. Like, you guys, it, they're just not the same. It's the Church of It's time to doom scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What? We're finishing doom scrolling. Yeah, you all right? Wow, my neck hurts. What's wrong with it? I don't know. Whatever's been wrong with it since I was 19. I don't okay. know if it's the push-ups right now that's aggravated it or what, but it hurts. Eating ass? That's no a weird position. That's snow cone. Mm-hmm. It's like this. It's weird. Uh, does your neck hurt, snow cone? No. Do you have neck pain? Nope. No. So nope. maybe I should try eating more. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Panthers owner. The Panthers are our team. You may uh, forget this, but they're a team in the NFL. They're not very good currently. Um, but their owner, there's a, a video, you can easily find it, of the owner in uh, the suite standing there. Uh, he's got, you know, like a drink in front of him. There are some Jags fans sitting down in front of him. And you know those suites have those windows that open? I assume they open. I assume there's windows there, I guess is what I'm saying, and that they can actually close and open. And there's sure. people who sit in front of it. Sometimes it is just kind of an open-air thing that you walk down to. But it looks like there's windows there. He's frustrated. His team's not doing well. I don't know how many games they've won this season. Three or four. Not a lot. Not a lot. He gets angry and throws his drink on some Jags fans. Now, this has happened with other people in NFL stadiums in the past. It's happened with players' girlfriends or families, things like that. But I've never seen it with an owner before. I don't think I've ever seen an owner get 
so upset and frustrated that they threw something, especially at like an opposing team's fan. You just think like when you're worth that much money, whatever this guy is worth, I don't know how rich David Tepper is, but I'm sure he's pretty rich. They're one of the richest, I think. Okay. I got to assume that you just think, look, I, I can't even talk to these people because I'm so nervous that they're going to want to sue me. Everyone knows I'm wealthy. Right, right. The first thing I saw, all the comments I saw in this video when it first started making the rounds was, oh, I would start saying that I have PTSD or that this damaged me emotionally or you know whatever and and get a lawyer because this guy's rich and he just threw water on me or whatever he threw on him. Well, I don't know that anyone's suing him, but he did get fined three hundred thousand dollars. The NFL has fined Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper three hundred thousand dollars for throwing a drink at a Jacksonville Jaguars fan during Sunday's game. Tepper tosses beverage from his open air suite. And then he threw the cup down and walked away. The league's calling his actions unacceptable. The incident came uh, near the end of the Carolinas, 26 to nothing loss to the Jags. Tepper said in a statement that he regrets his behavior. Okay, this Forbes article says we estimate Tepper's real net worth at $20.6 billion. Yeah. 20.6. Somebody now, said he's the second richest. Celebrity net worth has him at 2.75 billion, but Forbes says they estimate it is 20.6 billion. The other thing too, I guess, is it just you. I assume, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, that when you become that wealthy, for, first of all, you're probably very smart. You must be very smart if this money wasn't handed down to you. You amassed all this wealth, and so now that you've achieved this, you're on some sort of a different plane than the rest of us. You don't get to the point where you get so frustrated that you throw drinks at a commoner because you know yeah. I shouldn't even really be – if I get that upset about my team doing poorly, I shouldn't even be sitting with these other fans, right? I'm worth $20.6 billion. If he I was get upset, above turn them in the press away. box. He was, uh, yeah. yeah, like in the box, and they're down in front through that yeah. window where he throws it out the window. But if you're getting that upset, it's like it's time to stand up and walk away. And if anyone else had done this, by the way, a non-owner – I mean, yes, if it's a player's spouse or family right. member, okay, maybe. But if anyone else, if I see a video of someone throwing a drink on someone at a stadium, it, it, I'm like, this isn't going to make the rounds. This isn't a big deal. It doesn't matter. But when you're the owner, it's kind of crazy. I've never seen it. I've never seen an owner throw something at a fan before. I don't even know that I've ever seen an owner yell at a fan. I'm sure there's videos I'm somewhere sure of happened. Jerry Jones or somebody yelling at somebody, but I just can't think of it off the top of my head. When I saw him throw that drink, I was like, wow, I... They Did just they say seems what he like said such a childish thing. I don't know what they were saying. All I saw in the video doesn't even look like they're turned around looking at him, does it? I mean, I've watched it a few times. It looks like they're looking out towards the field. Uh, I think they said they were saying stuff, oh, I, but I'd have they? to look at it okay. again. Okay, because I, you definitely can't hear it in, in the video, or at least not the one that I was watching. And it kind of looked like he was just throwing it down in their direction because I assume that they were talking trash, like, ha-ha, we're winning. But I didn't know if they were turning around and saying anything to him or if they'd sent something to him before the video started. I did wonder, why is this person filming? Because it's like a cell phone video right. taken from the side. And it's like there must have been something going on that led this person to think, I need to hit record. Uh, did you guys see the news about this car crash in Rochester on New Year's that killed a, a couple people and injured yeah. some more? Actually, it may have killed a few people by now because this morning there were a few people that were, I heard, in very critical condition. But there was a, a Ford Expedition slams into pedestrians in traffic and just explodes. It's like something out of a movie. And there was plenty of video of the aftermath. You see this uh, giant ball of flames in the middle of the street. There was a concert. I don't know what show was going on, what band was playing. I know that it was a concert. Maybe someone on Twitch knows. But it seemed suspicious from the beginning because the more they started finding or researching about this guy who was driving the vehicle, they realized it was a rented truck 
And then they realized that he'd gone and bought a bunch of gas cans and put okay, gas cans so in the purpose? truck. And then eventually they started to say, we think this is probably intentional, maybe terrorist, but we don't know for sure if it's terrorist. Then they, they find a suicide note in his hotel room. So okay. it looks like it's a suicide deal. But again, every time something like this happens, I always ask, why do you have to take other people with you? Right. I mean, suicide in and of itself is a thing to be discussed. And, and you know, if you need help, you need to talk to someone and all those things. But if you Must have some to sort of yourself, anger there, I don't know. Right. Why take people out with you? And his family saying that they think he had undiagnosed bipolar. People. Random people. That's the other thing. I know that sounds horrible, but it's group, like you're going to get your head around yes. me killing snow cone. Exactly. Right. Years like I come into work, I've just had enough. Yes. Right. right. Or him killing me. Right. Or a group but just of like just random people. You know? Right. Did oh, you? you think, I was just using that hypothetically. You're like, maybe you would kill me. Yeah, that's Mr. Cross my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How would you do it? I haven't gone that far. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, you've never thought like about. You never thought about. You never it, thought please. about stopping and buying a gun at the pawn shop. No, I can't say shooting, shooting the place up. No, no, because they're too expensive. So, what do you think about that's gas? What, is that what you thought about? <laughs> too expensive. Handguns are way too expensive. Avery sped up, crossed into the oncoming lane of traffic, and appears to have intentionally been driving towards the pedestrian crossing. Avery then struck a rideshare vehicle that had been pulling out with a force that pushed both SUVs into people, injuring nine pedestrians and killing two. Two passengers in the rideshare. I have been getting inundated with questions as to why this individual would choose number one, Rochester, New York, and why um, he would appear to target concert goers. Those are all questions that have been raised and things that we just don't have answers to yet. That's the mayor of Rochester. Now, the guy, Avery, he was from Syracuse. And came in, like that I said, rented. pretty close, right? I mean, upstate New York. I just, but Seems you could like tell it, me it's it forty five minutes hours. away or exactly. three hours away. I have exactly. no idea. Exactly, I don't either. I just think, well, they said he was from out of town. I'm like, oh, how far is that really? But I didn't take the time to put it into maps or anything. But uh, rents this car and then does what he does outside of this concert. But I'm with you, Lazo. We like answers. If you're saying that he did this intentionally and he took these people with him, why these people? Why go to the? Did he go to this right. concert on purpose? Did he go to this part of Rochester on purpose? And then for the family to say, "Well, we think he was bipolar and it was just undiagnosed." Okay, but then that that answers maybe why you're upset or why you're having a tough time regulating emotions or whatever. But why why did you take people out with you? I, I does I, bipolar you know, make you kill people? That's my thing. You know, like, it's I like okay, I, I can know. see that maybe it makes you. I say, well, maybe you go even days without sleep or something. Right. And, you know, I don't know which you're if you're manic or you're, but right. I mean, maybe it does, you know, but going that, long it's enough. Not an answer. It's no. not an answer in and of itself. Like, we think he was bipolar. Okay. But still, why did he get he, – this took planning. This wasn't like, a, I can't take it anymore, and you swerve into oncoming I'd strangle traffic. strangle someone if you're curious. That's what you do? Yeah. I think there was a time when strangulation – I mean, did doctors even know that a person had been strangled? They were just like, well, they well, died. They would know with me. Could have had a heart the attack. marks on his neck. Yeah. Anyway, go on. His eyes would be red. Hey, your guy – like to see the life, just the last breath. I don't know that he's actually your guy, but he's, he's your generation's guy, one of, one of many. Ian Ziering, the guy from oh, I saw that, 90210. Man. Did you guys see he the video? Fighting. He's like 60 years God, old. man. He's driving his car. His daughter's with him, I guess. There's a group of bikers. They're on those like, mini bikes. Does he bikes. leave his daughter in the car yeah, and run? That's what it looks like. Right. That's where I was like, like, what are you doing, man? And then he runs off. I mean, he was fighting, but then he leaves, There's which is some, crazy. There's some sort of road rage going on between him and this group of bikers. And the bikers, at least several of them, are on those mini Honda, whatever those things are called, the miniature motorcycles that you see sometimes. And they're upset about something. He gets out of the car, and when he gets out of the car, a fight ensues. And, of course, somebody's there to film it. TMZ got a hold of the video, and you see him. I mean, how many guys was he fighting? 
a six or seven. Or yeah, eight. Got There's me. a group of guys that he's fighting. He's holding his and own. He's holding his own pretty well. But, I mean, they've got helmets on, which makes right. it tough. And, anyways, eventually he just says, that's it. And he runs. And he runs out of frame. And then he said later, you know, I'm glad that it's over. I'm glad my daughter's okay. And I was like, wait, your daughter was in the car? Because you ran right. away from the car. It didn't look to me like he tried to open the door and get back in the car. Maybe he thought, I'm going to try and get these guys. I'm going to distract them and get away them away from, from my car? vehicle. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. Actor Ian Ziering from Sharknado and Beverly Hills 90210, furious after being attacked by bikers in L.A. on New Year's Eve. Video obtained by TMZ shows the 59-year-old trading punches and kicks with the bikers after he got out of his car to see if they damaged it. Zeering now saying on Instagram, I am relieved to report that my daughter and I are both completely unscathed, but the incident has left me deeply concerned about the growing boldness of such groups. Well, just so you know, Mm -hmm. some of his 90210 alum have reached out to him. Uh, I saw Brian Austin Green reached out to him and called him an effing beast and said, I love you, man. You so go. it's good to know that the 90210 gang oh, is man, still close. What's Shen left? Doherty's dead, and so is Luke Perry. Wait, wait, she's not dead yet, though, is she? I thought so. I, she's close, right? She's still. Every time I see a story about her, I feel like it's saying that she's still sick, right? Okay, well, or did uh, she Shen die? Dorsey, Shore Doherty, Doherty is an American actress. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, they keep saying she's know. got days to live, and then I'll see like three weeks later, a month later, okay. Shannon opens up her. about her cancer. Four hours like, ago, Man. Shannon Doherty hopes to squeeze out another three to five years. Oh, good yeah. for her. That's yeah. great. So it's just uh, Luke, right? Was it, what's, what's his name? Luke Bryant. Wilson. Luke, Luke Bryant. Luke Perry that passed away, and that was totally unexpected, right? Yeah. He didn't have any known health issue. Did he die of a heart attack or well, something? He was in the same lot three, which is such a great movie. Crazy. Who would have thought? Eight seconds. You guys remember that movie? Of course. The bull riding movie? Of that course. was his big his big big break. Uh yeah, hadn't he like just been to see his son do some sort of wrestling? It, he'd been to watch his son. Maybe his son's in a band. I don't remember. But everything seemed per- perfectly fine and there was video of him and he looked healthy and happy and then boom, he was dead. And then the other one, Luke Perry, who's the other guy? I can't think of any of their names now. There, oh, yeah. there were the two main he guys. He was also Perry, in Riverdale. Riverdale. Which okay. people loved. I mean, yeah. that, you know. Who's the other guy? He was 52 when he died. Uh, L- Luke Perry and... The guy from Friends? No, no. no from 90210. The other guy. Hold it on. It was... Uh, I'm thinking of Tiffany Matthew Amber Thiessen's... Jason Priestley. Yeah. His... He was in like a really bad car crash and almost died, right? Remember, he wasn't he in like a race car crash or something? Does this ring a bell to anybody? I was no? thinking of Matthew Perry the whole time. It's also crazy that like Ian Ziering is 59 years old. Uh, I mean, the, some of the youngest castmates or younger castmates are in their mid-50s now. I mean, maybe it's probably not crazy to people in their 20s. You're like, who the hell are these people? I don't know what 90210 is. But it's crazy to me that they're that old. I was watching Equalizer 3 last night on Netflix. You know how old Denzel is? You know he was almost 70 years Did old? Did you watch Equalizer 3? Yeah, I watched is it, it last night. It's pretty good, man. I can't pretty wait good. to watch it. Yeah, he's almost uh, 70. Matthew Perry was buried in an eco-friendly mushroom burial suit. I remember that. I remember that. Matthew yeah. Perry Luke Perry? He's talking about Luke, Luke Perry. Perry. Sorry. You got me confused. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know what that does for you, but so it's it's eco friendly for one. It's supposed to be good for the environment, and then I think stuff is supposed to grow from where now. Maybe they even plant a tree sometimes, but I think anything that grows is seen as a sign of you know that's a piece of my my loved one. A lot of times though, they do plant a tree there on top yeah, of know this eco friendly thing, though. and then you know that's supposed to help fertilize this tree. I bet they put a tree, tree there. I know, I know, and Snow Cone will clean it up with his mouth. 
Uh, All right. Snoop, Filthy bastard snow cones. Snoop Dogg. Oh, we have Filthy. to take a break now? Let's take a break. All right, Filthy. fine. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Okay, so I ran out of time. I forgot to tell you guys about oh, no. virtual kidnapping. Well, yeah, right? It's called cyber kidnapping now. I'm going to virtually kidnap snow cone. I'm going to have to teach you how to do it first. You're going to have to learn how this works. I'll do so, it. So today... I'm put them in your basement with all those other people. You don't have to actually do that. You don't have to do really anything physical. It's all done over well, the I'd phone. I'd like to do it old school then. Well, then you just want to kidnap someone. Yes. That, that's different. And I'm guessing and put them you in your have basement a, where idea. everybody else yeah. is, right? That's just good old-fashioned kidnapping, okay. I think. Yeah, you well, can, can you tell me how to do that? that? Uh, yeah, I mean, sneak up on them when they're not looking. Use uh, zip ties to, you know, get their hands together and... You don't want to probably zip their hands and their feet because you have to carry them completely. You want to be able to He's walk. A, he weighs a lot. Yeah, so you're going to need him to be able to walk on his own. I would I get a dolly. Him. Put a bag over his head. I get a I've dolly. Seen that. I've seen Put that. Put him on a dolly. You could get a dolly and time to that. Yeah, and then, I'll time to a dolly. As long as you don't have any stairs or whatever. And then yeah. just throw him in the car like an old Christmas tree. Yeah. But... Uh, what are you guys talking about? How to kidnap you. Oh. But I would be put the bag over you his head. You guys kind of do I know that's part of it is the bag Neither over his head. Neither one of you could take me. That way he doesn't know where he's going. Loopy on those uh, seltzer waters first. There, oh, buddy. I thought you were going to say still going to take me. Uh, no, virtual kidnapping or cyber kidnapping. That's what they're calling it today. But don't be fooled. Virtual kidnapping is the original name. I learned that because I read it on the FBI's website today. This is where it started, apparently, according to the FBI, really only originating in Mexico from prisoners in Mexico. Okay. They get a phone from one of the guards. They pay one of the guards to get them a cell phone. Then they sit in their cells and they call people randomly. They look up wealthy area codes and they call people at random over and over and over until they get someone to answer the phone. Then they get someone to answer the phone. They play presumably a recording of a female screaming in the background. Help! Right? When the female screams, hopefully for the kidnapper or the cyber kidnapper, the person on the other end says something like, Heather, are you okay? Mary, are you okay? Right oh, now, they know it. the name. Now they know Snow the name. Snowcone, are you okay? Yeah, Snowcone, are you okay? Yep. I heard a woman screaming. So now they've got the name. So then they say, uh, "If you don't send us this much money, we're going to cut off all of Heather's fingers." Blah blah blah. And you have to do it cut now. Snowcone's fingers. Now, because the other thing too is you don't want to give the person on the other end of the line time to check in on this sure. suspected, you know, uh, victim. If they go downstairs and they're downstairs, well, that's going to ruin It'll be it. Weird. So you got to get through a lot it of things. It seems like I would ask first. Right. you got you got to make it through a lot of steps, a lot of luck to get Sheila, to a point are you here? Ahead. But eventually... Unless you said, yeah, be like, hey, you got the wrong number. <laughs> right. Then that's what they do. And then they call someone else. Got and it. FBI says that, you know, presumably that's what's happening most of the time. They're, not, they're probably not even getting to the point where someone says, Sheila, are you okay? I mean, even that right there takes some luck. But if they can get them to say the name, then they can get them to not have time to feel like they can check in on the suspected victim. Sure. Then they say, you got to wire the money right now. They try and keep you on the phone. you got to do it now, or we're going to start cutting our fingers right now. They wire you the money. And what they would do, because this always happened in Mexico, they said, uh, up until recently at least, uh, they would limit it to $2,000 because anything over $2,000 going across the border somehow triggers something. So they'd always limit it at about $2,000. And a lot of times the FBI said people didn't even report these crimes because they were embarrassed and or some of these people were wealthy and they were like, oh, it's $2,000, whatever. Sure. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Why take it to the FBI? Well, now this has expanded. It's not just prisoners in Mexico doing this anymore. And they're changing the name out of cyber kidnapping. And now it is people targeting specifically the parents of foreign exchange students. So what happened here in the United States oh. is 
A Chinese student is here as a foreign exchange student in Utah, wants to experience American high school life, right? Comes here on Why'd exchange. Why do you go to Utah? I don't know. You know, that must be where their exchange school is. They all, I don't know how those get assigned, but it's like when I went to Germany when I was a, a kid, Utah that school is the same. Like, it was, it's, it's been the same school. I assume it's still the same now. They said this school in Lee Summit, their sister school in Germany is the same school. So that's oh. it. So if you get stuck with Utah or Missouri. It's not really getting a no, unique right? American experience, I don't think. I wouldn't think. I mean, you know, Missouri, sure. Yeah, I but guess. But Utah is just like a bunch of Mormons. But it's not Mormons as exciting and... as California. And Utah is going to be even right. more unique. But In Missouri, you're going to get to smoke meth. And right. At least it sort of looks like the suburban high trailer. school movies that you've seen on TV. So they call the parents of foreign exchange students and say, hey, we've got your kid. And they know that the parent isn't going to easily be able to check in on their kid because they're in another country. And they're trying to keep the phone tied up. So you got to stay on the line. They don't want to give you a chance to hang up and text your kid or call their kid and ask if they're okay. And then they get money. So apparently that's what happened to this Chinese exchange student in Utah. He went missing. They found him alone out in, in the woods. Wait, basically, he really went missing? He really went missing because this is where it gets tricky and I guess becomes the cyber part of the cyber kidnapping instead of his virtual kidnapping, is that in order to pull this one off, you have to also convince the victim to isolate themselves. Hey, your parents, we're going to hurt your parents or hurt someone if you don't do this. You've got this much time to do this. We need you to send a picture to us looking like this. And I don't understand how you convince someone, but maybe with foreign exchange students, they somehow decided that this was easier. But we need you to take a picture that looks like you're alone and like you're scared and like you're okay. And somehow they get this so to work out. So they just call an exchange student in Missouri? I guess so. Like, we just need you to look like you're alone. Look like you're alone in, in a trouble. real crappy neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're in, in danger. And incredibly scared. So in order to do that, sir, yep. we're going to need you to step outside. <laughs> yep. And so I guess, I don't know if there's two different people going out. You've know, you got one team that's working on the victim and the other team that's working on the parents. Or if they just get the victim out there and they're like, all right, now we'll call the parents. But somehow they get this all to work out, the stars align, and they get their money. And it looks like these people did get their money. Kai Zong was first reported abducted by his family in China on December 28th after they received a photo that showed their son had been kidnapped. His parents sent 80000 to bank accounts in China to pay his ransom. But it turned out the family were victims of a cyber kidnapping scam where kidnappers get foreign exchange students and their families telling each that the other is in danger. They then convince the student to isolate themselves and send pictures or cell phone videos, making it appear they're being held captive to their parents, who in turn hand over ransom money electronically. So in this instance, the, the uh, perpetrators, I assume, were in China because they said send the money to us in China. I don't know if this has become – because the FBI's website – the articles from 2017, the last time they talked about this, and they were just talking about what was happening in Mexico. But it's a similar thing. But I don't know how you convince the victim to go isolate yourself. I suppose you just say, we're going to kill your parents. I mean, a similar thing to what right. you're telling the parents, right? But this kid, and we'll get more information, I suspect, in the next day or two. But when they found this kid, Lazo, there's, there's helicopter footage of him in the woods. He's got a tent. So he was in a tent alone out in this park or in the wilderness or whatever. It's not really heavily wooded, but it's a, you know, sure. non-built uh, area. It, I guess you could call it the woods. Undeveloped. He's in a, undeveloped. Thank you. He's in a tent by himself. And then he comes out of the tent. He's got a coat on and everything, but he is kind of, you know, he does look like he's cold. And 
He learned he that word at Epstein Island. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I, I saw you looking for something. <laughs> I couldn't think of I it. I saw him. And then I was like, why is he looking at you? I was going to say, I was like, say it, say it, say it. And I was like, don't say it. And I was like, well, you know, he just kept staring at you. And I was like, why? Did he not hear me searching for the word? I know. And he's mad at him. looking for the joke there. But it was an Epstein joke. It was an Epstein joke. Yeah, well, we'll see you in court. The Church of Laszlo. Yo! Yo! going on i guess that's about it that's about it. i didn't hear nick use your line today i was watching yeah, he but, said he was going to yeah maybe. it's i didn't see all of it so it's possible that he said it later but at least he gave you you know a heads, heads up, up this that time he was going to. yeah i don't remember where oh yeah it was the the paycheck yeah, did, yeah. Huh? yeah he probably did oh yeah i forget snow cones on that text thread now i forget because you never respond you never say anything sure i do no you don't you never respond you to never text respond period. to anything yeah yes, that's I true do. i responded to the uh the, the how many eggs could you eat oh yeah that's right exactly exactly you did more like exactly am i right uh well anyhow oh. i think it's nice that you're on there <laughs> i <Stop>. think <laughs> i think Stop. once in a while you should respond it's too much magic <laughs> too much magic just, you know, let us know that you appreciate being on you, that I list. Res- I do. I told you. You did respond to the egg thing. Fine. How many eggs could you eat? So what was that question? It was how many eggs can you eat in 12 20, hours or 24, 24 hours? 24 hours. 24 hours. I think we all agreed on and you 30. And could, you could pick how you wanted to eat them, or is it hard-boiled? Yeah, any way you want Any way you want it. Because in my head, I was thinking hard-boiled. I don't know why. I Maybe because I have sick. How many did you say? 30? 30. Easy. I, think I feel 30. like I could eat 30. In 24 hours, easy. I could eat 30. But Nick, you're saying that. If you woke up early. Your body's going to start getting sick and of forcing course it, it out. is. But if you wake up early and just make like three it's scrambled three eggs. Time. Do it. That's three. Yeah. And then wait a little bit longer and make a couple more. That's five. Now wait a couple hours and just eat one hard-boiled egg an hour. Dude, I think I might be able to You're eat ahead. more than 30, honestly. Right, if you I don't use know, that game plan. Maybe I get sick, but I can easily eat three hard-boiled I, eggs I just, at a time. I know like, it sounds easy. I just feel like your body like, won't let you. Like You're going to start throwing up. That's and possible. You're not going to be able to it's keep It's like the down. gallon of milk trick. It's, it's my possible. body. Right. It's your choice. I'll tell it what to do. I don't know. Maybe I do start to get sick. It just no, seems you don't. not with thirty. It seems like I could do thirty in twenty four hours. Like 50, almost get almost sick. easily. Like I'm telling you, I could I could like he's uh, Mr. M says, I could demolish deviled eggs. I could demolish Yeah, it. me too. But then after like, you know, twenty four, I feel like you're but if I got twenty four hours, you got twenty four hours. What if I just stay up? Like just say Look, that. I agree to thirty. You could at least do one deviled egg an hour. Yes. Right? Yeah, so that's 24 right there. And that's going to be harder to eat. I mean, for, for your stomach, it's got I, mayonnaise. I think I can, stuff. yeah. Of course you can. You could easily. I think 30 is totally safe. And Nick was saying that when you say 30, didn't he say something he about women? women will say like three You or guys four. are crazy. You can't yeah. eat that many in that 24 guy, hours. They call us crazy for saying 30. Is that true? Women, you, women, how many do you think you can eat in 24 hours? It's more than three or four. It's got to be. Say in that there's money hours. on the line. You know, a winning well, Powerball ticket. A few girls on Twitch, they can respond. Jenna Davis is on there. I see her. She could respond. Yeah. How many, how many eggs do you think you could eat in 24 hours? And that's the other thing, too. You could stay up. You could pull an all-nighter. And now you can really spread this out. Jenna Davis said she could do 30. There you go. Mutt and mouth said they could do 24. No, Jenna Boom. Davis can <laughs> throw a garden hose. That is so. true. That's true. She's got a stomach that's been Yeah. That's yep. true. Deviled eggs. And Snowcomb can <laughs> fall right out of her <laughs> All right. right. Nurse Jen said 24. We love Nurse Jen. 24. Yeah. 24 is a, a random number. It's just one Nurse an hour, Jen is a lady. Yeah. She's Friendly just saying one an hour. teacher says two per hour, so 24. Wait, two per hour Wait, would be 24? while awake. Oh, while awake. Sorry, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you pull an all-nighter, I don't think Swatty 40 is even a big says number. 30. So, okay. I mean, Nick said, like, the women called, called us crazy for it. Yeah, but they're not. They're no, saying, about they're the saying they could do the same thing. Yeah. I think 30 is safe. But you know what? That's a safe number. I think, I think you could do more. I, I, so do I, honestly. Because I, I think, think the hard-boiled eggs might make it harder than two scrambled eggs an hour. It totally depends, I guess. Yeah. And maybe you could look it up and figure out which one would be easier. I'm sure there's probably something on the Internet somewhere where somebody's tried this. But I feel like I can eat a lot of hard-boiled eggs. I buy those pre-cooked ones in the bag, and yeah. I, I, a lot of times we'll eat and four of them. are 12, like in a thing. That's six right there. Boom. You're done. That's easy. Easy, man. Yeah. I, I think 100 could be on the table. I'm not saying, I'm not boasting to say 100 easy. I'm just saying I think it could be possible. 100 eggs what, in 24 hours. Now you're you starting. 50? Yeah. Yeah. Now you're talking four an hour. That's one sitting. That's yeah. one every 15 minutes. That's pretty tough. Yeah. I don't know. Every 15 minutes? A hard-boiled egg every 15 now, minutes? Might, that's I, for I, again, 24 I might throw hours? Up, I might throw up. It could absolutely happen. Okay, but, Slay Queen says six to seven because the texture would start grossing me out. Well, okay. Texture's I mean, never bothered on. you before. Right, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, you haven't had anything else more disgusting in your mouth <laughs> than a deviled Jesus. egg or a hard boiled right. egg. I don't like the texture. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, we're not asking people to try this. Don't do it. Don't do it at home. It's just, no. a, it's just no. a hypothetical. No. Just curious. 30 seems to be about the, the number. Did Nick say what he thought he could do? 30. Okay, so everyone just says 30. Yeah. I think 30 is safe. Huh? Well, okay. good show, Jenna Davis or whatever your name is. Stay positive, kids. The Church of Laszlo. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.